episode has mentions of sexual abuse and may be triggering for some. Please proceed with caution. All right, guys, we are back with day 16. We are continuing our conversation on Annalise Keating. You are rocking with Cheryl and Natty of the Shades of Strong podcast, where we are working to dismantle the... What are we doing again? Uh, dismantle the myths and the stereotypes. We dismantling stuff. <laughs> dismantling the myths and the stereotypes of the strong Black woman by creating safe and sacred spaces for Black women to uncape and unmask and unhide. And in this series, we are supporting Black women in healing from the Black superwoman syndrome, a.k.a. the strong Black woman syndrome. Because mm-hmm. y'all know we all mm-hmm. struggle with that a tad bit here and there a lot in our lives. Yeah. The complexity yeah, in that. that, a tad bit, a lot in our lives. Yeah, it's complex. We complex, <laughs> like Annalise. That's right. That's right. She contains multitudes, that one. <laughs> so anyway, day 16, we are still talking about Annalise, and today we are going to be talking about her kryptonite. And before we hit record, I asked Natty, did she want to leave this one, but she didn't answer me because a fire truck was coming by, and then we kind of forgot that I asked oh, her that. Oh, so, oh, right. Okay, do you cool, want to leave this cool. one or no, Natty? Yeah, I'll go ahead and take the lead. So, yeah, her kryptonite is basically her insatiable need to control, to control the outcome, to control her environment, just to control to control other people to control things in general. And as we were talking before we started to record, I had a bit of, I guess, a what do you call it? An aha moment. And I realized that, oh, wait, and this is something I've never thought about before. So if you've thought about it and you're like, well, duh, of course, hey, but kudos to you. It just dawned on me. <laughs> sometimes I'm late for things. I realized that I'm, sometimes I'm late. Sometimes she late to the party, y'all. But sometimes she I really am. But I, I do get there, it's, especially if I know who all going to be there, you know, beforehand. So I decide that I actually want right. to show up. Um, who all going to be there? You know that's the first question we ask. If somebody invited us to show who all going to be there? Who all going to be there? I'll be done with it's that. Not, it's not given. Uh, I'm not even going to show up. But yeah, I realized that, oh, wow, people who are manipulators, and who are master manipulators are extremely controlling people. And again, yeah, duh. I mean, because you think about like marionettes and, you know, they're pulling the strings of like the little dolls. Well, they're the manipulator, right? They're the one controlling the doll. Okay. But again, I, yeah, sometimes I'm a little slow on the uptake, but yeah, they're very, very controlling people. That's what manipulators are. And we said in the last episode that Annalise's Kate was being a master manipulator. So she felt that her superpower or she her superpower is in being able to control outcomes, which is probably why she almost never lost the case. And all her students were afraid of her and they were doing whatever she wanted and all these other things. But we also mentioned in the last episode that that is... That's indeed a, a toxic trait. And being someone who's super controlling is definitely a toxic trait. That's abuse. That's abuser behavior. So being a manipulator, someone who wants to control everything and control everybody, that's someone who can live in abuser territory. And so you have to really be on the lookout for that. So as it relates to Annalise, I keep wanting to say Elise, and that's not her name, it's Annalise, her kryptonite. 
is having this need to control everything. So she feels like she needs to do all of these things to get what she wants. She needs to be dishonest. She needs to lie and guilt and shame and get dirty and tricks to to get the outcome that she wants. So you're probably noticing when you watch her in different interactions with students and things that maybe that she's yeah she's being abusive to those to those students because making jokes that hurt someone and then pretending that it was a joke when it really wasn't you really meant it that's very harmful and a lot of a lot of us have done that before that's that's a uh, classic passive aggressive behavior so that is some really really strong ass kryptonite that's that's gonna that's definitely you know because what is kryptonite that's like the thing that makes Superman weaker. It can be the death of him. That's definitely going to be the death of her if she doesn't, you know, wake up and do things differently. Absolutely. It's never, it is not fun to feel like you've got to try and control everything and everybody. I've known lots of people throughout my life that were controlling in that way. Luckily, my mom was not one of those people. But just being in environments where I had to interface on a fairly regular basis with people like this. And these people are miserable. Like they're absolutely miserable, miserable people. And yeah, they spend a lot of their time trying to control people around them and being very manipulative. They're not trustworthy because everyone knows that they're not honest people. That's just not, yeah, it's really, yeah, they're liars. That's really icky. It's, It's an icky place to be. It's an icky thing to watch. So yeah, that is definitely having, being someone or being a character, because again, this is just a fictional character, being a character that feels the need to do these things, that's really, really scary. And yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely going to be the death of her. Oh yeah. Like manipulators thrive off of control. Like Mm -hmm. it's their entire life. They don't know how to function in society without having control. Annalise, she embodied that. She didn't know how to not be in control of a situation. So she spent the vast majority of her life trying to figure out how she can she could control the outcome of anything, whatever was going on in her life. How can I control the outcome of this? And so as you follow her storyline, you also find that she was a recovering alcoholic, which probably which was probably a result of her needing to control everything, you know, because you mm-hmm. got to find something. You got to find something that gives you comfort while you're trying to control. But we'll talk about that a little later on. But not only did she need to control the situations, like Natty was saying, she needed to control the people that were around her, like her students, even her friends, like her closest friend, Bonnie and Nate and Frank. And all of them, she needed to control them. She needed to control where they were all the time, what they were doing, who they were with, all the things. If you follow the stare, all of that is is manipulation. I mean, a characteristic of manipulation. Even with her students, if you remember any of the episodes, she wanted to control their actions, (laughs) their thoughts, like what they were thinking, how they were feeling. She would literally, you don't need to worry about that concern yourself with this or you don't need to be you know just any little thing that would give her some type of control over them like natty was saying like kind of like a puppet master she needed Mm -hmm. to be in control of everything but on the flip side of that can we really blame can we (laughs) like like when we think about can we think can we blame like when we really think about annalisa's life can we really 
really blame her because her first sexual encounter was with a pedophile right. who probably used who was a relative who was a relative who probably used inappropriate control and manipulation as a tactic to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so, so at an early age, I don't know if they ever told which age she was, but I think she, I mean, she was definitely still a child, even if she was a teenager, she wasn't an adult. Right. So at, at an early age, whatever age she was, she was robbed of her control. Right. And so right. when you've been robbed of something, you're going to try to hold on to it. And sometimes in trying to hold on to it or to control it, it becomes unhealthy. And in her situation, her need to control was an unhealthy need to control. But like I say, can we really blame her? You know, we, I mean, it's like we've said with the other two characters as well, with Cookie and with Olivia. And we've talked about in like our own lives. None of us were birthed this way. This is part of just our struggle as Black women in the Mm -hmm. society. Almost all of us. I'll say almost, I don't want to say all just because I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm willing to bet almost all of us have experienced very horrific, traumatic events in our lives and probably events where, yeah, we were robbed of our agency. We were in situations where we were being controlled and we knew it and we, we felt it and we couldn't escape. That's what sexual assault feels like. It feels like you can't escape and you're not in control. Someone else is. So when you have those kinds of experiences and you have not been given the space or the tools or resources to begin to heal, yeah, you're going to do whatever you can to grab every bit of control that you can, every bit of control that was taken from you. Mm -hmm. And then all you have to do is feel like you've got grabbed it. It doesn't mean you actually have it, but all you have to do is feel like you've actually grabbed it. And then that's what you try to hold on to. Because the reality is we can't control anything. You can't control other people. that we can control. Exactly. Right. You can't control outcomes. You can't control circumstances. And I know that might be a controversial thing that I just said, you can't control outcome. No, if I make, if I, if I study hard and, and do this, I'll make the good grades. Most likely, yes. Unless you have a teacher that doesn't like you. If I dress a certain way and look a certain way and talk a certain way, I'll get this job. Okay, maybe. Unless you are coming in contact with someone who's racist and they don't want to hire you because you're black. Or you're coming against someone who's a man and doesn't want to, doesn't think a woman should have that high of position. You see what I mean? It's, it doesn't really matter. This is why we talk, we've talked in the past about respectability politics and why it's bullshit, because there isn't really much you can do to control outcomes when you really think about it, because there are always other people in the mix and you can't control those people. All you can control is yourself, your own actions, your own responses, your own reactions to things. But yeah, the outcome is going to be what it's going to be because there are all kinds of factors, known and unknown, that you have absolutely no control over. Exactly. No matter how much you try, you can't do it. Yeah. So this really is a fool's errand trying to control everything. Like we say about everything on this, we know it's easier said than done to relinquish control. You know, we, we get that. And we also know that there are experiences in your life that have contributed to your need to control. Like we say with Annalise. She was robbed right. of her control. Right, right. And 
And so when you've been robbed of control, then you feel like you need to hold on to something that, like Natty was saying, that feels like control. But again, Mm -hmm. there are very few things in life that we really have control over. Right, right. Even with going to sleep, you may think you have control over what time you're going to go to bed. (laughs) But if you're anything like me, something happens and then you can't get to bed at that time. So even like the simplest things, we we really... I can control what time I go to bed and I will go to bed. That doesn't mean I've controlled what time I'm actually going to fall asleep. Fall asleep. Even if I'm sleepy. I I tell you what, Mm -hmm. my brain loves to play games with me. And the minute, sometimes the minute I get in the bed, she is all like, Shall we play a game? And I'm like, girl, it's, no. Girl, it's 1.30 a.m. <laughs> like, uh, no, mine is 5 a.m. It's 5 a.m. And I'm just now dozing I'm off. And I got to get up and sleep. with this lavender girl, spray. I am yes. ready to go to sleep. <laughs> so, girl, yeah, there are, very, there are very, very few, few things. things. Very, things very few things that you actually have control over and so when you've been robbed of your control what better way to try and maintain control than to exert your control over Over the actions and behaviors of those around you Mm -hmm. when Annalise is controlling them air quotes controlling them she gets to control what happens next or at least she thinks she does Mm -hmm. and the reality is her I think it's safe to say that her need to control comes from the anxiety and the fear of not knowing what's going to happen next. Because right. imagine being in a house with your uncle, because they all live together, being in the house with the uncle. And I'm sure he didn't just wake up one morning and decided that he was going to sexually assault her. There were actions that led up to that. And so she was probably constantly on pins and needles thinking mm-hmm. about what's going to happen next. How far is he going to go this time? And then eventually it happened. And so her need to be in control is because of her her anxiety and fear. And that is a result of something that happened to her in childhood. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't trust herself or feel secure enough to walk into a space and trust that everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. She doesn't trust Mm -hmm. herself enough to, to know that she'll be safe in a space. And so her her ultimate goal is to protect herself, I think. Even her need to control, I think, is to protect herself to make sure that she's safe and that she's secure and that no harm is yes. going to come to her. Right. And in protecting herself, it's it's like, okay, I'm whether it's consciously or unconsciously, I'm gonna make everyone in this room pay for it. I'm gonna make everyone in this room pay for what he did because I never got a chance to make him pay. I wasn't able to make him pay. So damn it, somebody's going to pay. And if somebody pays, that will help me feel safe because it'll feel like some sort of justice has been done. It'll feel like she's been vindicated in some kind of way. Right, yeah. So yeah, I get it. I totally get it. And I think that's what we what we need to do for ourselves when we find ourselves in this space where we feel like we have to control. Why do you need to mm-hmm. control? Why? Where is this triggering moment coming from? Why do I right. need to control the outcome of this? And ask yourself the hard questions, because the hard question is what's going to get you your answer. You can't just be like, oh, I need to control because, you know. That's just me. Like, that's just that's how just, I that's am. Just that's just who I am. I'm just, just going to do what I'm going to no, do. It's not, no, <laughs> it's, like, it's, not, it's, it's not who you are. Nope. <laughs> it's not. It's what you learned. It's what you learned. This is what you Based learned. Based experiences, it's what you learned. And so ask yourself the tough questions. And we said this a number of times before. It's scary. 
pulling the mask off of the thing is scary as fuck. Of course it is. It's scary, but it is what, so what? necessary to get the Did we healing. say that last week? I think, I think we said that last week, I think. Um, I don't remember. Maybe I did. If it were really, if it were not scary, and if it were super easy, everybody would have been done mm-hmm. it. Everybody Every, would have done it already. Doing it. But everybody virtually no one is doing this. <laughs> it, it's funny because it's like, I would love sometimes to go back to school and major in sociology or something. I took a sociology class when I was in college. Just like the study of people and societies and societal behaviors. I think the people who are most marginalized are the ones that are doing this work the most. And it's ironic because the people who definitely need to do it are the people who have the most privilege. And they, they're they virtually, virtually none of those people are doing it. It's hilarious to me. But yeah, if it were not scary and if it were easy, everyone, especially the people who should be doing it, would be doing it. But I also know why they don't. Because why is it scary? Well, because it means that you face the truth about yourself. Exactly. Who wants to do that? Especially if you're super privileged, especially if you've been harmful to other people. You don't want to face that truth. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, y'all, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm always talking about myself, but I feel like I have to share my story, you know, to kind of to help you to understand how important healing is. And although it's scary, it's necessary. And not only is it necessary, you deserve to be whole. Yes, you do. You deserve to be whole. And you cannot be whole without healing the unhealed places in you. You can't. All of this and other stuff isn't just, wholeness. It's, it's not wholeness. And that's just that's just the reality of it. And I know it's easy to want to bury it and never have to have oh, to yeah. deal with it again. But like we said, you either going to deal with it freely. It'll deal with you. Or it would deal with you. But either way, it don't you're go going away. to deal with it. It doesn't go away. Life is hard. Yeah, it is. Life is yeah, hard. Is. I can tell y'all, most of my life, I have been mm-hmm. on an emotional roller coaster because life just keeps freaking happening. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's complicated. It's messy. Mm-hmm. And there are going to going to be days where you're going to feel hopeless, like there's no way out. Like you're going to feel like you are in, or, or maybe you have days like that now. Let me tell you about 2019. <laughs> For me, <laughs> 2019, Ooh, that was what, two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and two, and y'all, it is so goddamn hard <laughs> mm-hmm. to take I off the cake. I remember 2019. Yeah. Because life just keeps fucking happening mm-hmm. in 2019 like 2019 for me came in like a wrecking ball i mm-hmm. lost six people in in my family we had six deaths in a six month time period six mm-hmm. in six months you cannot know y'all yeah. y'all can't even know how heart-wrenching natty knows because there I were know. so many so many times when when we cried together because it was just like, I couldn't catch a break. I mm-hmm. absolutely could not catch a break. It was heart-wrenching. And it had me questioning everything that I know about my life. It had me questioning questioning everything that I, I believe about God. <laughs> like, Because I'm like, how can yeah. a God that says he loves you allow 
so many horrific things to happen. Like it had me questioning everything. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. I lost two uncles. I lost my sister. I lost my grandmother. I lost a stepmom. I lost a cousin. All of this. I can remember going to the church and walking through the door and the usher in the church was every other month. She was like, I'm so sorry. You know, you're back here for this again, for the funeral, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was, and I remember one time going to my mom's house to pick her up for the funeral. And she was like, you wore that dress to the, to the last funeral. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was just like happening so quickly. Like everything yeah. was just happening so quickly, y'all. It's, like I said, my entire life has been like a roller coaster of emotions. My mom had five children. Mm-hmm. There are only two of us left. Because my, my baby brother passed in 2012. There are only two of us left. Two. And I'm 53. <laughs> there are only two of us mm-hmm. left. I'm the middle kid. And so they die at fairly young ages. Very young. Very young. Yeah. And that's and for me that that's heart wrenching. So I get how difficult it is to peel back the layers of a thing. I I get it. I get how difficult it is. We get it. We we get it. And and I I get if you've been sexually abused, I get that too. (laughs) Because I've been there. I know what these things feel like, but they I feel also, like I, they, they feel horrible. And it's like, I, like we keep saying, it's scary to go back and revisit those things because it is yes, going to yes. bring back some memories and it's going to hurt before it helps. Right, right. It's going to hurt before it helps. And that's just the reality of it. And I'm not going to sit here and, and, pretend like, and pretend like it's not because I know for me, it hurt before it helped. Right. It did. But it hurts so good, y'all. It hurts so good because it brought me so much freedom. And now, when I think about my brother and my and, and my brothers and my sister who who have passed away, I can think about the happy moment. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that my my heart doesn't still grieve them, because I do still grieve them. I want them here, but they're not. But because I am constantly doing my work, and I can celebrate the moments that we had together. Right. So, yeah. You know, sometimes I just be going off on a tangent, but I just feel like it's necessary to say these things, you know, because like I, you know, like we said in in last week's episode, or whenever we said, I don't remember. Like Maddie said, what is time? But, um, (laughs) (laughs) what is time? But I said all that to say this this stuff doesn't go away overnight, none of it does. Like it's like Natty say, you're not gonna turn. It's, it's it's not gonna you're not gonna turn the switch on and everything is gonna be good. And sometimes it hurts, and when it hurts, it hurts like hell. But yeah. I'm learning for myself to take off the cape. I'm learning not to pretend that I'm okay when I'm not. Adorning yourself with the proverbial mask and cape didn't miraculously happen the moment you became an adult. More likely than not, there's a history of trauma dating back to childhood that left you feeling rejected, abandoned, betrayed, and angry. Those emotions don't automatically resolve themselves. As a little black girl, the thing you needed the most was to be seen, heard, nurtured, protected, and loved without condition. When those needs aren't met, you don't get the skills needed to do life as the real you from an emotionally healthy place. If you find yourself in this episode and are ready to start your journey to healing, please consider joining us in the Sister Circle of Healing, a 12-week virtual experience for Black women 
to gather in a safe and sacred space for healing, connection, and transformation. Join us now at shadesofstrong.com forward slash SOS circle. Yeah. And that's a hard habit to break. It's, it really is, especially when you've been, doing hard. It. you've been doing it all your life. You like, that's yeah. all you know. It's ingrained in you. So it's hard to get to this space where you don't need to know the outcome of things. It's hard to get into a space where you need to relinquish needing to know the outcome of things. So, yeah, back to what I was saying. I get where Annalise is. <laughs> I said yeah. all that to say that. I get yeah. where she is. And I get how difficult and challenging it is. I get needing to know what's going to happen because there were so many times where you didn't know what was going to happen and something horrible happened. I get it. I get it. But there's this freedom. is also yeah. There's the, yeah. There's definitely freedom in being in a place where you can heal and get get your mind set on becoming whole. Um, mm -hmm. The the real tragedy for all of us is that we have traditional traditionally not had access to resources and tools that would help us heal things that would help right. us um, process and heal our emotions after something traumatic happens to us. Mm -hmm. Like I've never had counseling. Okay. No, no, that's not true. Okay. So as an adult, I've had, I think two counseling sessions, like as a young adult, but they were like one off kind of sessions. And that really just, it was so uneventful that I almost forgot that I'd had it. So I'm like, I've never had counseling, but I needed counseling as a little girl. I needed counseling as an 11 year old who lost her dad. I needed, you know, we've all needed resources to help us through things, especially sexual assault. And we have not had them. And so when we don't have those things, yeah, this is how we end up in these places where we're doing all of this toxic shit that's yeah and and flying around with it you know it's like flying around with a lead cape then it's like hey but look it's lead though which means i'm i'm super strong because i'm still flying it's like no that thing is poisonous first of all because lead is poisonous and also you shouldn't be flying around with any sort of cape you're not a superhero like you're a person yes. you're a human freaking being <laughs> right. you should be on the ground exactly. with everybody else um, exactly. and everyone else is pointing at you and looking at you and going look at her go look at her go there's the strong black woman tm and they're like hey everything that needs fixing give it to her she'll fix it everything she'll that needs handling it. give exactly. it to her she'll handle it everything that's super painful throw it on her because she could deal with it she'll you know she'll never sink look at her giant super strong lead cape but we were never supposed to be those people ever and if we had had the resources that we deserved and needed we wouldn't have to be those people and we wouldn't be those people now and we wouldn't even have this podcast talking about how we can dismantle this stuff so that we can get to wholeness we'd be a lot closer to it um so i say all that to say yes i agree with shirley i totally get why annalise is the way she is the tragedy is not that she is the way that she is the tragedy is that as a as a little black girl there was no one around to help her there was no one around to come come alongside her there was no one who could really be there for her in the way to, in the way that she needed? And how many of us have that same story? 
that that's it right there. The reality is life is unpredictable. It's transient and things don't always go the way we think they should. And that's okay. Yeah. It really is. That's okay. It's life. The outcome is almost never going to be what we would like for it to be. Even though life is unpredictable, you can lean in to your support. Because like Natty was saying, as a little black girl, and at least didn't have anyone there to support her and protect her. Find some people who can be that for you. Yeah. Like Natty, I know she got me no matter what. And so as difficult and challenging as it is for me to express an emotion and share things sometimes, I share it with her. Like sometimes I'll just hit up, hit her up and say, hey, do you have a moment to just talk today? And she'll be like, yeah. And so we do. And it <laughs> I really do sound like that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how she said it. She's like, yeah. I felt like you were doing a bad daddy impression right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how she does it. <laughs> but uh, and, and, and it gives me an opportunity to just release whatever I'm experiencing in that moment. It gives me a moment to just be vulnerable. And it's good to have that. Like, I feel like she's one of my, my safe places. And I feel like I'm that for her, too. And so if you True. don't have that in your life, I encourage you to work on getting that. Having someone in your life that can be can be a safe space for you. Because we all need that, especially if you didn't have it, especially if you don't have right. it now. We all need that. We all need we it. We all need. We all need a safe space. So yeah, that's day sixteen. Her kryptonite, and like we say, we get Annalise. We get her. As a matter of fact, we get all of these characters. We we get them. We get it. Remember, and we get like it. my when I took the little test, I got Olivia Pope as my result. And I was surprised because I figured I was probably going to get Annalise because when I was in college, I thought I was going to major in economics and become a lawyer because I wanted to be a lawyer. I mean, I, I won like a prize and in, in mock trial in high school for best defense attorney in the county and all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, this is my calling. You know, so it's just, I'm like, yeah, I, and I love, you know, I love, I used to anyway, love to argue, love to debate. Let's do, you know. So you just so, thought she was gonna be Annalise because you like I just to argue. thought, oh, this is yeah, because I'm like, she's a lawyer, she's a law professor, she's doing the thing, and it's like, no, girl, you're like the fixer, and I'm like, really, since when? <laughs> <laughs> but then I read the descriptions, I was like, uh, okay, oh yeah, they used me. I do that. I see. I do yeah, all I do, do of that. that. I do all of yeah. that stuff. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, there's a plug for the Superwoman quiz. If you haven't taken it, take it. That is also in the show notes of every episode. So take the Superwoman quiz if you haven't taken it. So, yeah, we're going to wrap up day 16, Kryptonite. If you find yourself in a space where you feel like you need to know the outcome, where you just got to have control of everything in your life, if you find yourself in a space where you feel like, you got to hold it all together alone. You don't got to do that. Right. You do you not don't. have to do that. You do not. And let me tell you why you don't. Because we have two options for you. One, we talk about this every episode. The Sister Circle of Healing. Where you can... Have I even told y'all what the Sister Circle of Healing is? I don't think I have. I just assume y'all going to go to the link. But it's a 12-week virtual experience experience where Natty and I walk you through healing from the things that have you overwhelmed with guilt and shame. We walk you through 
some of these things that we've talked about in these characters. It's a 12-week virtual experience. You don't have to leave your house. We meet one day out of the week and we help you get your healing. But perhaps you're not ready for that. Perhaps you're not ready to peel back the layers. You can still get support because we created this Facebook community where we can gather and love on each other, hold each other accountable for how we treat ourselves and how we allow others to treat us. Treat us. So we have options for you. You don't have to do any of these things alone. None of them. Right. We got right. you. That's what mm-hmm. we're here for. And like I said, in, did I say earlier, you can, or in the last episode, if, if neither of that is for you, if you just feel like I just don't want to be around y'all, but I love what y'all saying. And I, I have some questions. You can slide in our DM. We don't mind. We really don't. We'll do whatever. But you're going to want to be around us because we're great. You're going to, because we're cool. <laughs> like, we're cool people. We really we're are. We're cool people. Yeah, we're great. But you know, but you still may not be ready. So if you want to slide in our DMs and say, hey, I, lo- I love what you guys are saying. I can totally relate. I have a question. We're happy to support. We really are. Yeah. So yeah, just let us know. So yeah, that's it. Day 16, kryptonite, feeling the need to control. If you find yourself wanting or needing that, ask yourself why. What led you to that space? For Annalise, I think it was the fact that she was sexually abused. If you struggle with that, what brought you to that point? I think that's what we want to invite you to reflect on. Yeah. What brought you to that point? And in closing, Natty, what would you like to say to the people? I would like to strongly encourage you to strongly consider joining us for the Sister Circle because all of this goodness that you get from us in these supposedly brief episodes that actually sometimes aren't that brief, (laughs) we really go in depth. We're going to go super in depth, even more in depth in the Sister Circle. And it's going to be really, really good because every time Shirley and I have made a container for women to come together like this. Mm-hmm. It's always been amazing. And Ooh, I know so this amazing. because they we've literally been told, hey, thank you for doing this because this was amazing. So we are, we're two solidly middle-aged women who are walking the walk, not just talking it. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to be that container for you. We're going to hold space for you. And we're going to share with you our experiences and how we are walking this walk so that you can feel encouraged and starting to walk the walk yourself. Because that's what we do. So we'll be your aunties. I said that the whole thing about self We'll be your aunties. We can be your aunties if you you know. And I'm sure we'll be that. I'd love to be your aunties. Because Natty keep on saying we're solidly middle-aged women. Right, because we're not old, right? We're not young, but we're not old. We're not old. We're we are, solidly. We're we women are of solidly, a age. <laughs> yes, we are women of leisure, women of experience, and women of substance. And we will, we will hold that space for you. We will definitely hold that space for you. And we will walk you through this healing journey. Because like Natty said, we want to be to you what we didn't have. What we didn't have. We, yeah. did. we didn't exactly. have it. So, yeah. All right, guys, we are out of here. That's day 16. We will be back tomorrow with day 17. And I think for tomorrow, we will talk about what Annalise's trauma response is. Remember, we talked about Cookie and her her trauma response was fight. Let's see what Annalise's is tomorrow. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. All right, guys, we're out. We'll be back tomorrow with day 17. Thank mm-hmm. you.